Welcome to Business Rescue 101, hosted by business coach Jeff Miles and guest Grant Thorpe. Okay, Jeff, let's look at some of the ways that you could use your website and provide samples of your work so that you're actually giving examples of what you do. Well, for an accountant, accountant could have a family budget template up on their website, one of their home pages. Like a free download, Jeff. That would be even better. There's places where you can go to get simple scripts or programs written, and that address is www.elance.com. Or the same thing as another company that does it on the internet, which is rent a coder. So they code up internet code. So the company is called www.rentacoder.com. And an accountant or lawyer could find a spreadsheet or a budget or a checklist that the person looking at using their services could download in hard form. So those tools, if you like, are reasonably inexpensive. You can actually buy them in, rebrand them and personalize them, and they really become your own. And then you're in a position to give them away for free or use them as a leader to create your list and to create some value at the visit. And when we mention about these websites, the website is the big virtual business cards. So when people go there, they want to know what have I got, what's in it for me, and a call to action, and they want some samples of that. We talked before about testimonials. Now we're talking about things that they can actually experience. They can have a go with something. They can download something. They can try and use something. You don't need to just worry about taking static photographs. Now, a painter or a real estate agent, now the painter could actually stand outside the property that he's just finished painting. And by using the technology of using an iPhone, They could take a simple little recording saying, hi, I'm standing out here at number 23 Smith Street and looking over their shoulder, they've got 23 Smith Street and they then do a virtual walkthrough of the house saying, I painted this room this colour. The reason why I painted with this type of paint was to make sure that it's a high traffic area, that it doesn't get chipped, that it lasts a lot longer. So you could use videos on your website. Real estate agents, they could go through and show what has to happen with a property to get it landscaped properly, to use lighting in the photographs. These are the things that could go up onto the real estate agent's website. So the real estate agent is the window, is using their website window to promote your property. And how that real estate agent promotes it to you, they might turn and say, yeah, well, I could take some standard photographs, but I'd rather use a professional photographer to come around here just at night time. The lights are going to get turned on. And your property is just perfectly suited to have a night or an evening sundown shot. These are the type of things that you can have on your website. It's going to help you get more listings, convert more clients to come into you. The other key thing to have on your website, Jeff, is the magic story. And it's all about what makes you special. Give us an example of how we could do that. Well, a couple of years ago, I came across this article from a company in America who was a pest eradication company or a pest control company. And they had just an outstanding magic story. And I'd just like to recap some of the benefits. Here are the benefits of using this company to eradicate the pests on your property. Now, one of the things you'll notice is by this guarantee or this magic story is that they're actually using this guarantee or magic story to help them select their customers. So they are disqualifying some people that might be considering using them, so they're positioning the people about who they want to take on. Now, the company's name is an unusual American name. It's three Bs in a row and a K after it. It's called BBBK. And that stands for Bugs Burger Bug Killer Company. Strange name, Bugs Burger Bug Killer Company. And they had their magic story, their points of difference. And it said, you don't owe a cent until all the pests on your property are eradicated. Just eradicate. They're saying, we are going to absolutely get rid of these things. And what they offered was a guarantee. And it said that if ever you're dissatisfied, 
And obviously they're using the word, you're dissatisfied. If ever you're dissatisfied with BBBK services, they will offer a refund for up to 12 months of the company's service. They will also pay for the fees of another exterminator of your choice for the next 12 months. And if a guest or a client ever spots a pest on your premises, BBBK will pay for that guest meal or room or stay. They'll also send an apology letter and they'll also pay for a future meal or stay. And if your facility is ever closed down due to the presence of cockroaches or rodents, BBBK will pay for any fines. They went on and they said, we'll also pay if your business is ever closed down, we will pay for any lost profits. Then they went on and said, plus, we'll pay $5,000 cash. Now, obviously, this pest control company is targeting hotels and restaurants. So they are using their magic story to predefine and pre-select and pre-screen their clients. Now, this company was up to 10 times more expensive than their nearest competitors. And they positioned it because they could offer such a strong guarantee. Now, that company, the guarantee wasn't just a load of words. They did back it up, and in one year, they had a claim against their company of what they paid out. And they wore that claim like a badge of honour. In one year, they got claimed $130,000. Now, you might be thinking, wow, that's an amazing amount of money. But it was against a $23 million turnover. So a company that's doing $23 million to only pay out such a tiny amount of money, it means that their guarantee has got substance. So what I would ask the listener out there is to consider, when you're looking at using conversion strategies, the offer of a really strong guarantee is where you wear the guarantee where you're taking away the risk from the customer, that win-lose scenario. You let your customer win and you lose. That's a strong guarantee. So I would recommend that anybody consider how can they use guarantees in their marketing. Grant, we've got a ton of ideas between us, but look, just one more idea the puppy dog clothes. Oh, Jeff, I love the puppy dog clothes. It's so simple. And you, most people have experienced this somewhere in their life. And it's really simple. You know, he says, take the puppy home for a week for free. See if the puppy can settle in. See if the kids like it. And if the puppy likes you. And I'll only process your credit card if you don't bring it back in seven days. How good's that? What's I mean, the chances what? that little puppy goes home that someone's not going to fall in love with And it? you can just imagine the daughter or the young son being at home playing with the puppy for seven days, for a week. The chance of you getting that puppy out of the house, you wouldn't stop your daughter or son from crying for a month. The puppy dog clothes is amazing. But imagine this, Jeff. The puppy's gone home. He's soiled in the laundry. He's made a mess in the lounge. He's ripped up the couch and he's eaten your homework. You're not going to send him back because you love him. Because he's part of the family. Part of the family. And, you know, it's much the same with a car dealer, isn't it? Take the car home. Have it for the weekend. Show it to your friends. You know, the worst thing is you're going to bring it back and give it away. And you do. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to order one of those. It's an amazing thing. There's an old saying, nothing fades your curtains faster than when your neighbour gets new curtains. True, isn't it? Or nothing makes your car look like a piece of junk than when your neighbour or your friend or your brother-in-law or your sister-in-law gets a new car and all of a sudden you look at your car going, why don't I have a new car? Why can't I have what they've got? Why aren't I worthy of that? So the puppy dog clothes. If the salesperson can remember, how can I get you to take this and show it to your friends and family? What, you're going to turn around and say, I can't afford it? 
So there's a bit of psychology that goes on in this. And, and also, I'm not saying use the psychology negatively, but you might also like to consider, has this psychology ever been used on you? So the puppy dog clothes is a brilliant way to reduce the barriers for a client coming in and purchasing. And it's all about, at the end of the day, you've got that lead, you've gone to create that contact and now is the chance now is the opportunity to convert that into some business so let's not forget to close it. Jeff you know the modern business needs to really focus on what they're doing on the internet and with their website we mentioned before it's their virtual business card that is where people go and check you out you give them a business card of course one of the things on your business card is your website but they will go and check you out and anybody that doesn't have a website they're just stupid Crazy. If you don't have a website, get one. Even if it's just a one-page landing page. It doesn't have to have any moving parts, but at least you're on there. People will Google it. You know, if I get an inquiry from someone and I don't know who they are, first thing I do, put them into Google. I want to know who they are, what they're doing, and then I'm armed up to call them. And, of course, their website is going to give me some additional information. What are some of the other things that you need to consider in building into your website? Well, once again, you're not going to have that website without a call to action. So on the website, it's got this again, hasn't it? It's got, this is what I've got, this is what it will do for you, and this is what I want you to do next. So what I want you to do next is subscribe or join my list or contact me. So we need a couple of things. We need some contact forms. You know, you don't just put in there, email me at jeff at thebusinessdoctor.com. In fact, you shouldn't publish email addresses on a website because you just get spam, spam, spam. So you should always have a contact page where they put a fancy code in to stop those spam bots nailing your email address. So you need a contact page and a sign-up form, an opt-in name capture. What do you mean? opt-in? Well, we want them to option in. We want them to give us permission to market to them. So we want permission-based marketing. And you know, there's only two things we really need, Jeff, if we want to contact them via a website or we want them to opt in. You know what those two things are? Tell me. Their first name and their email address. We don't need their blood type group, their mother's maiden name and all that personalism. In fact, people start going, I'm not going to give you all that information. But you know, if all I got was Jeff and your email address, I can communicate to you. I can communicate to you by email and I can use your first name personally. That's actually all I need. So when you build a website, does it come with a database to gather these names or do you have to tell the person that you want this? You probably need to tell them you want it. But there's some real simple products out there. I use a product called One Shopping Cart that actually is my shopping cart. It's great because it has a marketing component and it has a name catcher component and it builds a list. So every time anyone shops through my shopping cart via my website, they've opted into my list. And then I can communicate with them to sell something with them another day. So you do need a shopping cart. If you're going to do business, and that shopping cart doesn't have to be necessary product. It could be click here for service. could be a download, a free download. All can go through a shopping cart. Are these expensive, these shopping carts? Oh, no. Um, they cost you $20, $30 a month through to maybe $150 a month for the all bells and whistles system. But, Jeff, one of the mistakes people make is they post up a free PDF or a document on their website, and we mentioned that earlier, and they literally have it there to click. And so I come along and go, hey, thanks for that, Jeff. Click on it, and I've got it. And what have you got? Nothing. But I need you to go through a shopping cart. What I want you to do is say, yes, I want the free document. Click here. Name, email address, bang. I go through the shopping cart. I've opted into the list. And now here is delivered automatically on what they call an autoresponder system. So it automatically responds to your inquiry and sends that document out. And all the job is done and you have subscribed to my list. I use a series of those autoresponders. Now, the software package that I use is a package called Aweber. 
Now, AWeber is very inexpensive. It's only $50 a month. And a person comes to one of my websites, they might want the automotive set of CDs or they might want another set of CDs, and they can download a weekly podcast that goes out. And that is all remote. One of the best things for this is that the client gets it, as you just said, for free. They just need to put in their first name, an email address, and that way I can start building my list. Yeah, Jeff, you're right. But the problem with that is you don't have a shopping cart. And what you don't want is a whole lot of individual programs and things you've got to manage. And one of the reasons I went to one shopping cart is that it's my shopping cart. It's pretty simple. What that means is someone can buy a product, they can pay me via a credit card securely, the money's dropped into my account, and the product's delivered. But also, they can get digital downloads. I can respond with any of that. I can do a whole series of autoresponders, and that could go on for weeks and months and years of automatic responding email, but I've also subscribed them into a list which is contained in that software. What do you mean automatic responders? The person's coming to visit your website. They enter their first name and their email address. What do you mean an autoresponder? Well, I don't want to have to go to my list every month or every week or every once a year and say, hey, I'm going to send an email out to these people. What I want to do is say, hey, when someone drops into my list, I'd like a series of non-intrusive but you know, reasonably regular, and that could be every three months or three or four times a year, that I'm going to communicate something to them. And so I can have that pre-set up. Those emails are written, designed, and ready to go. And if you drop in on week one, then you know, in week 10, you're going to get an email. In week 20, you're going to get an email. And you're going to get another email in week 58. And do you need to do anything to drive that, or is that just pre-set up? Pre-set up automatic pilot. Now Jeff, I have a couple of audio series. I have a real estate one, I have a Wonderful Life audio series that goes for a number of weeks. Now when people subscribe to that, it's automatic. They came in, they joined my list, they bought that product and those audios will be sent out automatically every week for the life of that product. And I have the opportunity now to make contact with that person week after week because they've asked for that with that product and it's completely hands-free. I could be lying on a beach in Tahiti in a hammock with a pina colada with an umbrella on it and that machine is working and that money's coming in. I'm just thinking that this is an amazing tool that any information provider could be having on their website. Just think of lawyers, accountants, finance brokers, anyone that's got information could be using autoresponders. That's right. The trouble is most people shy away from it because they think it's going to create a lot of ongoing work and, hey, we're already too busy. But if you get it set up right and you use the system properly and once you've loaded it up once, it could be hands-free for years. Grant, some great points are coming out yet again. But one of the points I've heard about websites is this thing called, and I'm not sure what it means and you might be able to shed some light on this, what is SEO? SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. You know, you've got your web page. Imagine that's just a one-page little web page about Jeff, the business doctor. Basically, what's going to happen is over the next four, six, eighteen months, the Google little search bots, they're going to go in and they're going to have a look at that website and they're going to pick up on a few words like the word business coach or the business doctor or Western Australia, New South Wales, Australia, global, success coach, you know, those type of words. And that will look for those and rank your site up against other sites that are similar. And that means that when we type in the words like say business coach you know where do you show up do you show up on page one or do you show up on page 158 and of course if you're not in those first few pages near impossible now there's companies that specialize in making sure that you've got the right text and the right content in a website so that you will actually rank up i hope you're going to come clean and tell us what those company names are who's going to help us where can i go to get this help if i want it for my website 
Well, Jeff, there's a couple of sites you could go to. There's elance.com and rendergoda.com, and we mentioned those before. They're like the yellow pages of suppliers. But you might use those, or you might have someone local or someone who's even helped with your internet site that can provide the SEO services that you need. But you've got to make sure that they are savvy, they do know what they're doing, and they can show you examples of what they've done. And you may need some customer testimonial. You know, a lot of people think they understand this, but they don't. So just be careful and make sure that you use someone that can show you that they've had results from this you know but you can simply start yourself when I first started getting involved in websites and internet marketing many years ago I made sure that I covered my bases you know I looked for lots of different domain names that were applicable like for instance I live here in Noosa on the Sunshine Coast you could be a Noosa lawyer but you could own Noosa Jazz Festival for instance which was one of the biggest events of the year but if you'd bought that domain and you were pointing that at your lawyer's business and you knew that people were out searching oh, I've got the Noosa Jazz Festival it's still going to give you a hit still going to bring people and traffic to your site. So you can create sites around your site. You might be a painter, for instance, but you could have sites that are based geographically. You could have sites that are based around paint companies or different tools that you use. And so you can create some awareness that all heads back, I guess, all roads would lead to Rome. And is that the same as linking or is linking different? Linking's a bit different. Linking's where, you know, for instance, I might agree to have a link on my site about you and you do vice versa. And do I need permission for you to give me that link or how do I get a link? You don't necessarily need permission, but you certainly want to be careful about who is creating a link to your site and vice versa. But what happens there again, those search engine bots will go around and they'll say, hey, these two guys are linked up. They're doing some business. That's a good thing. Or there's a hundred companies out there that think your business is good enough to share that link with everyone else. So that's a good thing. We'll give you a mark for that and we'll rank you up. So search engine optimization isn't about one thing. It's like many, many things add up to it and you've got to have all of them sort of right to pull in the day. And this is where your webmaster would have the expertise to help you with that. What about slow loading websites? There's nothing worse that drives me just a distraction is when I'm sitting there waiting for a website to load and I see the number come up 10%, 20% and it's just slow loading. What causes that and what could somebody do about that? Well, a lot of people are using flash-based heavy graphic programs and that's great if you want something you know really sexy. But at the end of the day, sometimes we haven't got time for that and you can lose a customer. They just go, hey, I'm out of here. So you need an option to skip it. So it's got to be very clear. You want to skip this intro? Yes, give me the good stuff at the end. Now also, just try and minimize that. I mean, most people have got pretty fast broadband now, and really the websites are designed around that. But you want quick loading, and you want to have quick access, and you want to make it very clear to navigate around. Most people will come into your website and move three or four places before they decide to leave. You should also get good reportage. On any website that you've got, you should be able to get statistics of which page they entered on and how long they stayed there and which page they exited on. So, for instance, if you've got a 10-page website and everyone's coming in on the home page, but they go through four pages and all leave on your contact page or something, and they're just not getting past that, then you may have a problem with that. That's when they give up. So you need to look at that page and say, what's going wrong there that makes everyone exit at this point? Again, that call to action, you want to be directing that person where to go to next. Yeah, and in each page, they shouldn't have to search around on your website to find out how to contact you. They shouldn't have to do a big search to figure out how do I subscribe to your thing. That should almost be on every page, or it should be on a banner that doesn't necessarily change. So no matter what I'm looking at, I can quickly find how to contact you. So coming to the end of this, of what we need to look at at our website, what about some free reports? How do we go about getting these, and how do we promote them? 
you know, giving something away for free is fantastic. We talked about it before about the bakery. You know, I got the free little sample and I bought the buns. And it's the same thing with this website. You've got to be able to give something for free that will bring people in on the list. There's so much good stuff out there. You know, you can even copy everybody else's stuff as long as you tell them where you got it from and you quote the author and you quote their permission based. I use a product, Ease On Articles, is fantastic. You can go there, there's a raft of articles that you can pull on any topic. And you know, you can use those, you can give them away, you can post them, you can publish them, as long as you remain intact, the author's details and the footer. You give them credit for it. So you don't need to necessarily be the Jedi master of all things in the universe. But what you have to do is you can use anybody's information as long as you give them credit for that. And giving free stuff away is great. People love it and they will subscribe to you. And the trick with this list is get them to subscribe and sell them something tomorrow or another day. Thanks for listening to the Business Rescue 101 podcast. For more useful business tips and strategies, visit thebusinessdoctor.com.au.